number. But before we get into some, I guess, deeper questions, what is, because I know that you love and cherish every gift that your daughters slash granddaughters and grandson has, have got you, but what is the weirdest Mother's Day gift that you've ever got? Um, I don't know if it's the weirdest, but I did get some homemade perfume. Um, so the girls used to make me this perfume regularly from, from flowers that were stolen from the neighbours' gardens. One in particular who lives across the road who had the most beautiful garden and they would steal those flowers and, um, yes, and they made them, mix them with water and then they would present me with perfume. So that would have been my, probably... That was the one that sticks in my mind because I got it quite often. Were you ever complimented on your perfume? Was I complimented? Like on the, I don't know. On what, the smell. On the smell. Did you ever use it? I only smelled, it smelled like water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I can see them doing that. And I that. used to go through it pretty quick because it would go down the drain. So I'd be presented with more. Mm. Um, so... Uh, you know, as number of your roles in the church, but one role that you do have is you're the uh, the state leader for Queensland Christian Women. Um, there should be some flyers on the seats beside people. Um, just tell us. I know that you have a conference coming up. Just tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so um, the conference coming up is called Rise Strong, and uh, it's a leadership conference for women in leadership throughout our state and Northern Territory. So. Um, I'm in charge of Northern Territory in Queensland. So what I've done this year is I'm doing three conferences. I've already done one in Rockhampton, which included central Queensland, all the women in that area. Um, and then there'll be one in Brisbane, which us here will attend, I hope, ladies. And then I've got another one in Cairns. And um, Rise Strong is about women rising strong in their leadership um, without being forceful, but knowing who they are being confident in who they are and so what I did I sent out a um, four questions throughout the state last year to our pastors women pastors and pastors wives and asked them four questions about how we can help them in their leadership and so what I've done I got all the answers to those questions and then looked at the five top areas and then put all the answers into those areas and so that's what this conference is based on those five topics one is mentoring um, one is leadership in generally, that's the one I do. The woman that's doing the mentoring has actually written a paper on mentoring. Another one is pastoral care and um, community. Another one is events, pioneering and um, something else. And then there's another one on gifts of the Holy Spirit, learning how to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So they're the five um, topics that we'll be touching on the Friday night and Saturday in Brisbane. And which, what's the dates for those? Um, 26, Friday night the 26th and Saturday the 27th. And I do know it's Katie's uh, wedding that day. We will be finished. For those who are attending the wedding, we will be finished in time with an hour and a half to spare to get ready. An hour and a half, that's plenty of time. Plenty of time. So you are a mother to three. You're a grandmother to four that we know of. Um, I, d I don't know anything. I'm just throwing yeah, that yeah. out there. But you've pastored and mentored countless hundreds of uh, children and parents. Uh, the first question that I guess in earnest that I want to ask is, what's the most important thing that you want your kids to understand about family? Okay. Um, we all know that love is sacrifice. Family is all about sacrifice. Um, for me, um, I grew up in a loving home and I know many 
didn't, but um, my father didn't grow up in a loving home. And um, what helped, actually helped us... Oh, my phone's ringing. What actually helped us as a family is the church family itself. So I grew up and there was four of us, you know, my brother, my mum and dad, and a grandfather I really didn't have a lot to do with. That was our family. Or that was the family I knew of. I didn't know we had other relatives, but that was it. But the church family um, is a vital part of helping you raise your family. Um, and so don't ever disconnect yourself from the church family, especially you put it in place right from the beginning so that we're not crying out to the church when our kids are teenagers and we're struggling. That is, the church family is a vital part of family life and, and um, having a, a loving family is all about sacrifice. Uh, it's never about you, it's about the family and, um, you know, create memories and, um, and have fun. And, uh, and put in traditions. You know, we have a tradition in our home where um, the wedding knife that we used for our wedding cake, um, I still have. It's got a gold handle, and I get that out for every birthday. And even the wedding cup that we had is the birthday cup. So we have a birthday knife and a birthday cup. And, um, and you know, every Christmas, everybody comes home and stays the night the night before. So put in traditions that you can talk about. You know, your family will be with you for the next forever, and so you want to create memories, have fun, and put in traditions that you can talk about all those days. You know, you'll have your friends that come and go, but your family will always be there. So look after it. Um, so you spoke about traditions. How have you implemented that in your own family? Um, you know, growing up in the church and being a part of the church. What, like, what does that look like for you with your kids? Sorry, what was the first bit of that question? Um, you know, you're talking about how you spoke about traditions and, and you want your family to understand and you were saying that. Um, you know, be part of the church family. How, like, what did that look like on the ground? Uh, you know, how did, how did you do that with your three daughters? Okay. Um, well, church wasn't an option. Um, now, it wasn't never an option for me because I was always the pastor's daughter, so that was just all I knew. And as long as I lived under my parents' roof, I had to go to church. That was just the way it was. And I'm just saying that's the way it was for me. Um, and so that was the same for my kids. We go to church here. If you want to live here, you live under my rules. Um, and uh, I never really had any problems with that. Um, I, I talk about the church. The church family was so important for me, even as a pastor of this church. You know, um, I've had three teenage girls, and um, I need to model what I want other people, you know, what I, what I want people to do. I need to model myself. And so, you know, I've had struggle with my own kids. You'd never know that, would you? They're just so perfect. Well, the fact is, every family goes through rough times, and we've had our rough times, and, um, but I've actually um, called out to a youth pastor in times gone by, not you, Brett, but there were other guys. You Probably were, a good thing. You were friends with my kids at the time. But, um, yeah, because I thought, I have to be honest here, and I actually need help. And so, um, you know, church isn't an option, and, uh, and we actually need to call out to, to people to help us in those times when, when it's tough and just be real. And uh, I also believe in being real. You know, don't put on a facade and don't pretend everything's all right when it's not. You don't have to tell everybody everything, but you actually need those people you can go to. Fantastic. Um, one person is asking, what does your bracelet say? Which one? I've got many. Actually, I got this for Mother's Day and it call, it's called The Village Woman. Now, my daughter from, um, she's in the crying with a baby. She's actually started this thing called The Village Woman. Talk to her about it. I got this for Mother's Day. 
This says, um, this says um, eternal love. And this was actually from one of my conferences a couple of years ago. I have about five full boxes in the, in the office next door. If anybody wants them, there's brown and black. Uh, and there's a cross with eternal love, which is just, there's brown and black. Um, what's, you know, being a mum, but what's one thing that you would say that a mum needs from a dad? Okay. <laughs> Are you listening? Three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Every woman wants to feel beautiful, uh, especially when you're a young mum and you, whatever. Um, so, you know, dad, make your wife feel like she's beautiful. Look after her, be kind to her and show affection. What are you laughing at? <laughs> are you right? Are you taking notes? Um, Don't laugh from the front <laughs> row. <laughs> I'm glad I've got the mic tonight. Watch out. Um, also, talk to each other. How many times you'll go out for dinner and you don't talk? Talk about your goals and dreams as a couple. Um, yeah, and, you know, um, give her the night off every now and then. Just cook dinner every now and then. Okay, that's good. <laughs> let's, um, let's just finish it there. Uh, <laughs> it's good. I'm loving this. Just make sure that the TVs are off in the cry room so that there's no feed going in that way. Um, I'll let, we've got a couple of interesting questions. Um, one is, how did you not end up crazy? And I'm not going to get you to answer that one, um, but you can have a think about it. How, did you, how, do, you, how do you not end up crazy? Um, but have, have a think about that one. We'll, we'll come back to yeah. We'll come back to that. Um, we got somebody asking, what daughter was the wildest toddler? Which daughter was the wildest toddler? It was either the second or third. I can't make up my mind which one. There you go. And that wasn't naughty. They were just out there. I'd say... What do you reckon, Mel? I just want to give the right answer. I could be in trouble. <laughs> Wild doesn't necessarily mean bad. Do between you want an between two and three. Oh, I don't want to answer it. No three. way. I'll just tell you one story. Um, one of my daughters, some of you heard this before, I used to, in church, you know those um, wristbands that, with the stringy things? I used to tie her to the leg of the seat because I could never shut my eyes and pray or she'd be out the door. And so what she would do, she would stretch it as far as she could so the stewards would trip over her when they had to give it. It was a nightmare. But you know what? Church wasn't an option. We still came. <laughs> do, you have any other, do you have any other gold stories that... This is any of um, raising kids in church. Do you want them to leave the room so that you can just... It's open slather. I, I just... I remember the security guard when I used to take my kids out. And now I know it's against the law now. But I would regularly take my kids out and flog them on that ramp down there. And I used to look at the security guard and think, oh, not anyway, I don't care. I've got to control my kids. I'm com I come every night on my own, look after these kids and take them home on my own. I've got to... They've got to know who's boss. <laughs> I remember being one of those kids. And yeah, it was, it was your era. It was, yeah. it was always awkward when there was two or three of you out the front and you were all getting belted. <laughs> there was so, a yeah, line yeah. up. 
Do you come here often? Yeah, yeah, I come here often. Uh, Just the usual, thanks. Sorry for all those who are offended. <laughs> Is there one thing that you would do different knowing what you know now as a mum? With my kids? Yeah, yeah, with okay. your kids. Like, if, um, yeah, if, I do. I know the answer to that. Awesome. Um, I wouldn't stress so much. Uh, I used to stress a lot because we always had to be somewhere at a certain time. And um, this became a revelation to me one day in the bathroom when I was cleaning one of the kids' teeth. And I said, hurry up, clean your teeth, clean your teeth. And, um, and I thought to myself, why are we hurrying to clean our teeth? We're not going anywhere. And um, so I was always rushing because we always had to be somewhere. You know, we got three kids to get ready. Um, and everybody that's had dinner at our place will realise we are the fastest eating family around because you had to eat quick because we always had to be somewhere. But I got into that hurry, hurry, hurry mode and uh, so I would often be stressed and sometimes be stressed for no reason because I wasn't going anywhere. But the kids would stress. And so I think um, stress less and um, just slow down. And so what if I'm late sometimes? Good answer. Um, I've got a question from the audience. As a mum now, um, what do you... What are you excited about in the next 10 years of motherhood? So, so what excites you about the next 10 years and all of the uh, challenges, uh, you know, joys and stuff? So, you know, what, what's something that you're excited about for the next 10 years? Um, I'm just, it's going to be interesting to see where we all land. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where, because Melly leaves for London in, in August. Uh, it'll be just interesting to see where everybody goes and, and just seeing, you know, our grandkids, they'll be teenagers by then. And it's interesting as a grandmother to watch grandchildren because you see them differently than... Because when you're a mother, you're always busy because you've got a few kids to... But I, as a grandmother, you step back and observe. So it'll be interesting just to see where everyone is and, and what they do. And my prayer is that they'll all be serving Jesus somewhere. Awesome. There's a question there. I have a feeling it's from a sibling, but it was like, who's your least favourite daughter and why is it Mel? Um, but I have a feeling <laughs> that that's a sibling. But you don't have to answer that. That wasn't a question. Um, that was a statement from whoever in the audience. And shame on you. Shame, shame, shame. What, th I guess this is a question going back a couple of years, but what's one question that you wish you had have asked your mother early on in the scene? Um, I probably would have asked my mother, is there something, um, yeah, is there something she would have liked to have done in her life that she never got to do? I, I know my mother, when she was 19, she got on a boat to go to England um, to, to visit her relatives and she never got there. She got to West, she was from South Australia, she got to Western Australia, got so sick that she never got there and she ended up going to Bible college and then met my father and then her life totally changed and she grew up in another state or, you know, we all were raised in another state. So um, is there something she would have wanted to do that she never got to do as a result of her life? Brilliant. And um, last one that we kind of had pre-planned, but what is one, what's the best thing that your kids can do for you now? And uh, are you taking notes, girls? And uh, this um, is going beamed to Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Uh, is, is now, is just to everybody to get on. <laughs> love each other. And they do. I would just say they do love each other. 
But, um, you know, as your family grows, you have different personalities coming into your family. Um, now, we've only ever done girls. Now we've got boys coming to the family. Uh, it's interesting, isn't it, Mel? Like, you're just different personalities. And, um, you know, I've had conversations. Mel and I have had chats every now and then. You know, um, we just have to make room for the new personalities coming in um, and, and just accept everybody for who they are and just have fun together and just enjoy each other and just get on and just don't sweat the small stuff. Don't hang on to the rubbish that just causes, you know, disunity or whatever because people are going to say something in, in the family like, we'll just say the son-in-laws because they're not here. Um, you know, they might do something or say something that's, that's annoying. Just let it go. Just let it go Men, and don't, right? don't hang on. Oh, sorry. Hey? Men. But we love them because they add, because every person adds a different element. It'd be pretty boring, you know, if it was just us and no more. And so um, I would just want all of my girls, you know, all the grandkids, the son-in-laws, just to love each other, get on with each other, forgive quickly, let go, and just, um, you know, just be friends for the rest of their lives. That's what they could do for me. So just touching on that, uh, you said that... Um you, you, you've had to make room for different personalities, how, like without being too personal. But how has how what has that looked like uh, in in your kind of in the context of being a mum, making room for those different personalities? Well, not having an expectation. Now, I will say this: I did have my eyes on some of you boys in the church for my girls, but it hasn't happened. So. Um, <laughs> All There's of them, all of them, all of them. I know Sarah Ellis, who's up there, Josh, has been lined up, you know. We all do it. We all, we all do it. But, um, you know, just ex- accepting people for who they are. And these, the boys that have come in, we didn't know them from a bar of salt, neither of them. They just... The, bar of soap, bar of soap. <laughs> well, that's how Actually, different they were. Actually, no, salt does come in a bar, doesn't it? Can, can you get salt in the block? The pink salt, the pink salt. Um, what was I saying? Um, bar of salt. <laughs> um, no, like you didn't know the boys. Oh, from, <laughs> from a bar of soap. Um, no, and so honestly, they were big, you know, James, if you know James, he's a big personality. I love him to death, by the way. And Larissa, who's here tonight, is married to James. We love him to death, but he came in and he was pretty full on. And so I was like, oh, whoa. But, um, yeah, just accepting people for who they are and just realising that they're going to bring um, a dimension to the family that's exciting, you know. What bring James brings is we have a lot of fun and, um, and then, then Thomas comes in, you know. He's just a wonderful person. They're great guys, but they're not, you know, not everybody can be like us. And so you've got to make room and make allowances for people and just... Okay, that's what they're like. That's, they've said that. Big deal. You know, this is the family, and we accept them, and that's how we make room. You know, it's just the illustration. I remember Melly and I talking is, you know, you, 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 you sit in a chair and, or, or a cushion, and you make it, you know, you get comfortable. You've got to, but it's sometimes, you know, the chair's sort of really hard at first, but you just sort of squiggle around. It just becomes, that's just becomes who we are now. Um, so got two more um, just before we let you go but so two of your daughters are now not living kind of within a five kilometre or ten kilometre radius 
um, you know, and you've had daughters go overseas and Mel's about to go to London. What's that been like for a mum to send your kids out? Um, you know, obviously you'd, you'd want to have them close, but how do you as a mum uh, release them with love? It's very difficult. Um, lots of tears. Um, but in the end, um, again, Melly and I obviously talk a lot. Um, you know, I was talking to Mel about this because she said, how do you feel with me going overseas? And um, in the end, I want my kids to get every opportunity they can. And I don't want to hang on to them because, you know, they're mine. Um, I would love to hang on to them and I would love, you know, just to drive five minutes down the road to see them. But uh, in the end, it's their life. And um, every opportunity that comes their way, especially, you know, when they're younger, why not take it? And um, it's hard. The thing is, you've got FaceTime. There are so many things that's available now to stay in contact with. And, you know, I always get to go somewhere new for holidays. So, but yeah, I obviously miss them. And I think uh, when it first started to happen, it was really hard. But then you just, you just get used to it. You just adapt and realise this is their dream, this is what they want to do, and I'm going to support them in everything I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, last question. Um, back when your kids were probably, I don't know, toddlers, teenagers, how did you, uh, you know, what did you do when they were having fights and how did you get past without staying in that moment? I did a lot of screaming, I tell you. My... <laughs> oh, well, how did I, oh boy, lots of fights over clothes. Um, how did we get through that? Yeah, so how did you get through when your kids were fighting? <laughs> um, oh, I can't remember. What do we do? I just let them fight. Um, yeah, I, I think sometimes we can come in on things that we don't need to. Um, one thing we did as a family... Um, you know, we always had devotions around the dinner table and often things would come up there and we would talk about them. Now, obviously, you know, fights and things, you, you try to talk about it and communication is a massive key in families. You need to talk and communicate um, without taking sides and uh, just trying to be fair. But there's some things that they're just going to have to sort things out. You know, one of the kids always stole the other's clothes. And, you know, I can't... Con- you know, no matter how much I try... That's just what she's like. And so, <laughs> just sort it out. I don't know. Lock your clothes up. Here's a l- Actually, one of them, we did put a padlock on our wardrobe. We did, because that's how bad it got. But, um, you know, they grow out of it. Okay, I remember um, this, okay. I was talking to a woman. Um, who was that American speaker we had here? Cook, Jerry Cook's wife, in the middle of my girls fighting so badly, I actually used to think, what have I done wrong? Why are my kids fighting so badly? That's how bad it got. Um, And they had three daughters, and it was exactly the same. And she said, don't worry, when they become, you know, young women, they'll become the best of friends. And that's what happened. They grew out of it. And so don't, you know, don't try to control it all, because... You know, they're going to fight. If they're not fighting at home, they'll fight somewhere. But, um, you know, you've just got to be wise and, and not too harsh. You know, just be fair in how you speak to everybody. Try to help them see reason um, and then just realise that 
they'll grow out of it. You know, my brother and I, boy, I took a piece out of his leg with my teeth. And my parents never knew about the fights we had. He used to lock me in the pigeon cage, like... (laughs) And hey, we still love each other. So, you know, my parents didn't know anything about what was going on. And we all survived. So don't try to be too controlling. Do your best, but don't punish yourself. So I'm just trying to imagine you taking a piece out of your brother. Um, well, thank you so much for your openness and your honesty. I think uh, let, let's thank Pastor Francine. And yeah, now I'll have that. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, good job, Brett too. I eh? let's hear it for Brett. Great job.